Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Vibbert, and with me again is Stanford Clark. Hi there! Now, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and a main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up for discussion to geek out about. So, this week, our main topic is going to be Disney Plus's new original film, The Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, But first, to start off, I'm going to be reviewing in a segment we're going to affectionately call In Review with Cinemark, uh, kind of borrowing it from another segment I used to do somewhere else. Uh, But I figured it would be just as good of a name here to use. Uh, So this week I'm going to be talking about the uh, DC uh, showcase animated short feature that's coming out. I don't know if you got a chance or if you've been able to check any of these kind of short features out that they've put out in the past before Stanford. Have you seen any like these like short showcases they've done? You know, Mark, I think I have, but I honestly, it's been a while. And I definitely haven't seen this one, so I was I'm excited to hear what you know your take on it. Yeah, so this one's uh it's pretty cool. It's it's uh it's revolving around the character of John Constantine. It's still voiced by uh Matt Ryan who voiced the or who's voiced the character before in animated form, but he also was on the the one season show on NBC of the same name, Constantine. And then he showed up again in other Arrowverse uh, TV shows like Arrow and uh, uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which he more prominently became a character on that show for several seasons. But this uh, feature follows the uh, events of the the other DC original film, Apocalypse War. And in this one, he gets imprisoned in the House of Mystery, which in... In like some versions, like even in uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, it's it becomes his like house in it, and it's all these different things happen in it. Uh, Zatanna's in here. I may be mispronouncing her name, but the animation is pretty interesting here. It's it's a little bit different than uh, than it than you kind of seen some other uh, DC animated stuff. But what I like about when they do these uh, animated short features is. Uh, they all kind of have these very different stylings for animation. So like Constantine, that's that's the main feature here, and it's about just a little over an hour. Uh, but they also have a short on here called Commandi, The Last Boy on Earth, uh, which is almost like this... Uh, I th- think the best way I can describe how it's uh, designed is it looks very similar to like a Gundy Tartakovsky kind of um, design to the characters in that. And the way that it's like colored and drawn and stylized uh, and then there's also the losers which uh, you may have seen the, the live action film of uh, that was also based on the comic years ago that had uh, Chris Evans and Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. uh, among many many other people that's that's a, a great movie too if people have seen the Idris Elba's in that as well and then there is a short one here is the Blue Beetle and they did this short on another one of I want to say it was one of the Batman uh, animated tr- animated films they put out, which that doesn't really narrow it down because about eighty percent of the DC animated original <laughs> movies are Batman are movies. Batman, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the way that they did this Blue Beetle short is kind of done in the same stylized version and 
tone as like the 1960s uh, Spider-Man animated series up to the same point where they do like like the floating head like coming towards the screen and coming back out like that. Yeah. So it, some of these I think you, you might be able to find online too, like the shorts every once in a while. Uh, and I believe it's not on HBO Max yet, uh, but it should be soon because these, uh, these usually hit uh, HBO Max pretty soon after. I don't, I don't think it's like the same 45-day window as like the theatrical yeah. uh, films get. But there's only one special feature in here, but it's a showcase uh, of one story at a time where it shows how they develop these shorts for the like these uh, feature sets. So the same way like how we've gotten like those uh, the Pixar uh, short volume blu-rays and then they did that one on walt disney animated shorts blu-ray 2 this is kind of uh, dc's way of doing a similar way to produce more shorts with uh, varied animation stylings and to kind of experiment and test around different ideas that they might not want to do like a whole you know 70 plus minute feature about but they'll do it here and then if it gets like enough, you know, good word of mouth. Maybe they'll do a Blue Beetle movie, um, and, and not so many Batman animated features. But yeah, uh, this is coming out. Uh, I believe. Sorry, I want to say it's already out, but sorry. Let me let me d d check this. Do, 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 do. It is out. Where is oh my gosh, where's the release date? <laughs> Sorry guys. Where is it? Here we go. It came out on May 3rd. So it is already out, so if you haven't already checked it out, you can go pick it up on uh, at your favorite store or on online but it is now available for you to check out at this point in time so from there we're going to segue into our news section for the week and i will let stanford take it from here with the first news topic mark we got a lot of news this week and i think it's all pretty cool news so this first story yeah. is from studio ghibli in japan you know one of our favorite uh, animation studios uh and actually one of my favorite studio ghibli films is my neighbor totoro and uh, they're making a stage version of it, which in uh, which they're doing in conjunction with with uh, the UK's Royal Shakespeare Company. So you know, a very reputable <laughs> theater company, if not like one of the yeah. most reputable. Um, composer Joe Hishaishi, who's also a favorite of mine, uh, is on board, and they're creating a family stage show based on the film. Um, this headline. Uh, we got this this from from Deadline.com. Uh, the, the, I'm just saying, kind of tongue in cheek. Like, Don't call it a musical, even though Joe Shaichi is involved. Uh, it sounds like from you know this article, they're not going to necessarily have songs, but there's definitely going to be music because we know you know music, particularly Shaichi's music, plays such a big part in um, so many of you know, if not all of Miyazaki's films. Um, so. Uh, the film is being adapted for the stage by British playwright Tom Morton Smith. 
and then uh, artistic director uh, Tom Pye has signed on as the, or I guess Phil, excuse me, Phil McDermott is the uh, artistic director, and who's going to direct the show, and and uh, along with longtime collaborator Tom Pye. Uh, I don't know a lot of these British uh, theater people, but some maybe some of our wonderful listeners do. Uh, it's opening this fall for a 15-week uh, show uh, from October 22nd through January 21st. And uh, anyway, I, 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 that's, it just sounds wonderful. They, they didn't give a lot of details about the show. I wonder if it's, there's going to be you know, some puppetry and some other stuff. But um, given who's involved, I bet it's just going to be wonderful. So, so uh, hopefully we'll yeah. be able to report more on that um, later this year. And we saw that the one that they did in Japan for Spirited Away, uh, like a like a stage adaptation of that. Oh yeah, so this one is is very or like any similarity to like the same kind of stage production design should be very interesting, especially to see like the the cat bus and like some of these like very iconic scenes from yeah. Robert Totoro. I'm wondering about that too. Uh, yeah, recreated in in this like stage version um it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of like their take on how they do it because we know uh like with stage adaptations of stuff it's not always like a one-for-one right uh, recreation of what you saw like that the spirited away one was pretty close to that but for every stage adaptation that's like that then there's the lion king which is its like own thing on broadway as compared to you know like yeah, so it should be interesting to see exactly what they they do with this. But uh, I I may be there during that time, possibly maybe. So if if I am, I might. Dude, try that'd be fantastic. If I, if <laughs> I hope you can go see yeah, it. No, nothing is confirmed there yet. Yeah, but that but that would be cool because I know if I, if I am there during that time, uh, I have plans to or. I have a possibility of being able to see that Back to the Future musical, so that that, oh, that yeah. would be first on the Amazing. list, and then this right after that. But uh, segueing from that is not there's not really a like a clear segue from my neighbor Totoro to the next thing. But uh, we talked about this before when it was like a rumor, but hadn't become a, like an official thing yet. But the the animated series Harley Quinn on uh, HBO Max is getting a spinoff about Kite Man, uh, set in the the villains bar of Noonan's. So it got a a full series order, which is pretty cool. So it's, it wasn't just just a pilot for it, but a full full season. So it's got a ten episode order, which is very similar to like the same season length as the Harley Quinn series. And the show is going to be executive produced by the co-creators of Justin Halpern and Patrick Shoemaker and Dean Laurie, as well as the Harley Quinn star, Kayla Kuko. Uh, so this seems pretty interesting. It's basically just going to be centered around the character of Kite Man. And the and basically he's taken up ownership of the villains, Bard Noonan's. So I'm assuming it'll be very uh, kind of centered around... Um, like different characters that are within this world that they've set up in the Harley Quinn series 
to just kind of have like these misadventures that are basically like a, a DC animated version of like Cheers, uh, but if it was all bad guys in there. Now, I know you and I are both uh, fans of uh, How It Should Have Ended as well. They've actually been doing their own thing like this that's very similar to this. That's uh, the same kind of idea for like, I don't know, like six or seven years at this point with the, the Villains Pub. Uh, shorts that they've oh, done yeah. where it's got like all of, like the right like every bad guy like Voldemort and the Emperor and uh, Joker uh, Loki ev- everybody's in there in that so if you like this idea and concept and don't want to see it just contained to just the DC universe I would highly suggest uh, searching for Villains Pub on YouTube for how it should have ended because they do uh, great work with that as well but I'm <laughs> yeah I'm excited for this. I, I really like the the writing on the the Harley Quinn series. It's it's very clever, and they do a lot of good meta uh, commentary on stuff that's happening both in the series as well as uh, kind of fandom in general. Because they they did their they did this one whole episode that was just these two um, very toxic kind of like fans watching something, and there's sh- like the one person's shirt was like a release the Snyder cut shirt. And then, uh, the other one was saying something like the, like the last Jedi isn't canon or something like that. So it was, it's interesting to, to see like the, like the meta commentary, uh, the creators of these shows, uh, are able to place into it. So I'm sure they'll, they'll be able to do something very similar to that in the, the Noonan's, uh, bar show as well. Yeah. And you know, I, and I just appreciate that, Warner Brothers is 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 creating a lot of content for HBO Max. You know, I I think that definitely that uh, that that's awesome. They've got that you know DC hub there, right? That that uh, again, it, hopefully that like you're saying that Constantine, uh, you know that DC showcase thing is going to be there soon, and and then uh, just lots of new, lots of new series and lots lots of content. So I think it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, um, yeah. Mark, this um, again, not there's a way to segue into <laughs> this. It's a different thing. But another stu- animation <laughs> studio that we both love, Laika, is has announced their next uh, project, and it's a really interesting one. Uh, they're collaborating with the creator of the Ozark series. Do you watch Ozark on Netflix? Uh, it, I, it's on. It is on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. I have not. I I don't watch it either. I, I mean, I'm aware. I've heard of it, but I, I haven't. Yeah, watched I know that it, it just. Yeah, I know that it just ended. And I know that it was like a Jason Bateman led yeah. and uh, sometimes directed, written the series, um, but I never. There's there's so many TV shows. I just never got a I chance mean, Mark, to watch that. I know. It's just like there's so many shows. Yeah, it's like one of those that you kind of just put in your queue and you hope you can get to yeah. it. You know. Um, but so the creator of Ozark, his name is Bill Dubuque. Yeah. Um, his his next project is going to be with um, with Laika. He is he is writing an original screenplay. Uh, they're calling this film or this project at least the Night Gardener. And uh, Travis Knight is going to be directing it. And um, Laika calls this new film yeah, a great. He's the studio head. Yeah, he's the studio head, and. Um, uh, you know, cool that he's he's gonna be uh, in, involved with 
you know, directly <laughs> this by directing it. Laika calls the new film a gritty neo-noir folktale centered on a young man in rural Missouri fighting to keep his family together in the wake of a tragedy. Uh, and it also promises to paint an unflinching portrait of sacrifice, self-reliance, and revenge. Um, the studio uh, also released a just just uh, a piece of art with it too, which is very interesting. It's just it's uh, a bullet shell that's still kind of smoking, um, surrounded by white flower petals that have, that have been splattered with blood. So uh, it kind of gives you, I guess, the the mood. Yeah. Of, of of what they're 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 going for. It sounds to me that it's kind of like a uh, you know I mean clearly a dark film, a film noir, probably a film more for uh, adults than for families. And uh, again, yeah, imagine how cool it's going to be with with Leica involved and with with Travis Knight. And I know a lot of the, my friends who watch Ozark, they love it. So so uh, I think that 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 bodes well too. It's probably going to be some really excellent storytelling. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I love every film that Like has put out, and I I have faith in Travis Knight too because he did a great job with the the Bumblebee yeah. movie too. Oh yeah, it wasn't made for Leica, but he directed they that. Directed and did that. a great job with that. Um, and then I want to say he's. I want to say he was also directing uh, the other uh, film that they have coming out, the one that's like set in Oregon. Yeah, uh, like. But I don't remember the name of that one. I don't either. We're gonna have to look. But that one's—I know that one was coming out first, and then this one. Yeah. But I'm interested to see exactly like what they do with this one too, and I I wonder if it'll be PG-13 too, Uh, just because of like the subject matter. Oh, that's that's what I'm thinking too—is that it's gonna definitely. I would think it's definitely gonna be PG-13. Yeah. But that should be interesting with that too, and. It'll be cool to see, especially like just from that image, to see how they will, how they'll do some of this stuff in the with the Leica stop motion animation, yeah, way that they they do stuff. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm really interested. I think it's going to be an artistic tour de force too. You know. Uh, yeah. So there, and yeah. There, there's not any like there's no uh, like uh, actors involved with it yet, as far as we know, but. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jason Bateman signed on. I know, on exactly. Just because of the connection with the Ozark. With the Ozark, so. yeah. So, or at least somebody from Ozark might right. show up with it as, as attached. But, again, not a, not a good uh, way to, to segue, but going from, from that to an animated revival of Married with Children is in the works. So... According to Deadline, the classic comedy series is currently being pitched to various networks and streamers. And the show, uh, which is said to be generating a lot of interest, will feature the original series stars Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, Christina Applegate, and David Faustino. And then the showrunner for the project will be Family Guy executive producer Alex Carter. So the, the live-action series ran for about 11 seasons on Fox, and then the, the sitcom took place in Chicago and followed the character of Al Bundy, um, basically a high school football player who turned uh, a woman's, very specifically a woman's shoe salesman. <laughs> and so now I'm I'm interested to to see exactly what like what the take will be on doing this animated. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm pretty sure they're doing it animated to kind of make it 
almost take place pretty much where like the live action yeah where stopped. it stopped so everybody's kind of the same age and yeah. you know you know yeah so that way they don't have to deal with uh yeah Ed O'Neill looking uh like that he's aged as much as he had in, in real life and well and all of them i mean right? e- yeah yeah like even like you know just like watching the first season of uh a modern family with him to the last season of modern family you can just see him i mean he's not the only one that aged up during that that show but like it's it is interesting yeah um, oh yeah absolutely and i would assume yeah i would assume like this show would probably end up on maybe like uh like adult swim on cartoon right. network possibly that seems like a really good match for it. or they might i just wonder if it could possibly just go on a streaming platform or something to uh, yeah, and it kind of made me think of uh, something like King of the Hill or something, you know, that type of a yeah, that type of a show. Yeah, yeah, and actually, it would probably be on Hulu or like I guess depending on because like the original series was on Fox, so right. if if I guess technically Disney picked picked it up, it would probably they'd probably put it on Hulu. With that kind so of I'm content, thinking Hulu, but, yeah, Hulu if, or once... HBO Max, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, once once we find out more, we'll talk about it more. But it's definitely an interesting idea to to see what they can do with it, and I wonder if they'll have kind of like more outlandish uh, adventures in it because of being because it's animated. animated. Yeah, so, kind of free. Yeah, so they have more freedom to to do uh, different stuff. Yeah, it's it's really an interesting yeah, idea. Going from that uh... to a Scooby Doo, you know. Speaking of content for Warner Brothers, yeah. when are they not doing a Scooby Doo? Right? I mean, it seems like they're always cranking out different kind of Scooby Doo stuff. But this is a really <laughs> interesting project. I had heard of it before, Mark. But this this to get a little more detail about it, it was interesting. This is from uh, Entertainment Weekly Online. But uh, Mindy Kaling is going to. Uh, she's the star and executive producer of a new series called Velma, which, of course, meaning Velma from Scooby-Doo. Um, Velma, who's always the brains, you know, of the, of the operation. Uh, in this solo series, she's going to be at the forefront of, of mystery solving. And the crimes that she's going to be investigating are probably not all going to be kid-friendly. The concept art that they showed in this website, it's Velma stumbling upon a person who, like, a third of their head has been chopped off. And so you just kind of see, like, the brains and the blood. <laughs> yeah, speaking, of, speaking <laughs> of brains. So um, it also makes clear <laughs> that they're making Velma uh, South Asian. You know, she's got, the, she's got the same square glasses and the very, yeah, you know, kind much... of iconic Velma look. But... She's a South Asian heritage, yeah. uh, just like, you know, Mindy Kaling. So, and I love this quote um, from Mindy. Mindy saying, hopefully you notice my Velma is South Asian. If people freak, freak out about that, I don't care. It's like, go Mindy, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, so it's going to be on HBO Max. It kind of looks like a, um, basically just like an animated version of Mindy Kaling. Yeah, I know, she does. With just with the with the Velma glasses, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, uh, I think you know. Another, I think that sounds like a very interesting 
project and and you know an interesting take on 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 uh on scooby-doo yeah and there's no release date that i can no i couldn't find a release date either but um yeah i put the part of the photo from this in our episode art uh, but we also have the all these stories linked in the show notes too so if you want to see like yeah the the full photo that stanford is talking about you'll see it there because i didn't want all of that photo for when you see the full photo you'll see uh reasons why i didn't want to have the full yeah. image in, in the episode are <laughs> there's the... uh but yeah speaking of ratings yeah this one would get an r <laughs> yeah but, uh... you probably have to make this this podcast episode uh explicit just from because of the episode art <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly uh, but speaking of things that are explicit this is not uh, Pixar announces uh, their next movie, Elemental, which is from the director Peter Son, uh, who you may recognize his voice. He's done plenty of characters within uh, Disney, or not, well, Disney Pixar films. Uh, but he was like Squishy in uh, Monsters University. Uh, and he's also the, the name of, of uh, what's the name of the, do you remember what the name of the cat is in the, the Lightyear movie? Is it Socks? Socks? Yeah, Socks. He's Sox. doing the voice of Socks in, in Lightyear. Uh, but he also directed, it came in and directed The, the Good the dinosaur. dinosaur. And he also, I think, was an inspiration for the design of the character Russell in, uh, in Up. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is going to be the, the 27th film from uh, Pixar. And it's, it's actually coming out uh, next June, on June 16th, 2023. And it follows... Uh, Quote, two adorable beings made of fire and water who, despite their fundamental elemental differences, realize they have a lot of similarities. Uh, and then the logline reads, the film journeys alongside an unlikely pair, Ember and Wade, in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Uh, the fiery young woman and the go-with-the-flow guy are about to discover something elemental, how much they actually have in common. Uh, so this, this sounds pretty interesting. Hopefully it doesn't all just take place in, in Aang's, uh, during a, a dream that Aang is having. Right. It's a little last airbender joke for y'all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he, Peterson also directed the, the short Partly Cloudy, and then he, uh, produced, uh, or it will be produced, sorry, it'll be produced by Denise Reem, who produced The Good Dinosaur with uh, him, as well as Cars 2. And it says that the movie is also inspired by Hassan's childhood in New York. So he said, My parents emigrated from Korea in the early 1970s and built a bustling grocery store in the Bronx. Uh, We were among many families who ventured to a new land with hopes and dreams, all of us mixing into one big salad bowl of cultures, languages, and beautiful little neighborhoods. That's what led me to Elemental. Our story is based on the classic elements, fire, water, land, and air. Uh, Some elements mix well with each other and some don't. What if these elements were alive? Uh, so this, you know, seems pretty cool. It's like another, uh, like, high-concept uh, story from Pixar where, you know, we've seen emotions, I've seen toys, uh, bugs, robots, superheroes, rats, cars, uh, fish, uh, so not, now we're getting the elements, so it should be interesting to see this. And 
with how well their like their animation software has progressed over the, like the gears it'll be i'm sure beautiful to see just how well like the the visual effects uh that they're able to encompass and add on to these character designs in this film uh, along with because they released this little bit of concept art which looks interesting for the the designs for these characters so i'll be curious to see uh, like when we see like that first kind of rendered image of the characters for the film and how that'll look i'm with you like uh i thought the concept art was very uh, intriguing and i really i'm really excited for this film it just sounds like it's gonna be possibly that melting pot movie you know sort of kind of uh, yeah. uh, you know, at least you know, themed, and what an interesting way to talk about that concept. And of course, in the hands of the magicians at Pixar, it's it's going to be beautiful. So I'm I'm excited. I'm already excited for a trailer. I know we're not going to get one Definitely. with Buzz Lightyear, but you know, maybe maybe we'll get one later in the year. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But at least we have a release date, right? No, we know next summer. Yeah, next summer. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. For, from there, we finally have a, a nice segue from going to Pixar, about a Pixar movie. To... We got a couple of Pixar stories. So, one thing, if 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 you follow the Disney Parks blog, uh, you might have seen the news that the the hotel, the Disneyland Resort, that's known currently known as the Paradise Pier Hotel. Uh, this is a hotel. I, I can't. I don't know what year it was built, but uh, it was built by another company you know and then and then at some point disney purchased the hotel and yeah. uh and they it used to be i think just be called like the disney disney pacific hotel and then they turned it into the paradise pier hotel when disney's california adventure park opened in 2001 and this and that's been the current theme of the hotel you know up till now but they just announced that they're going to turn it into a Pixar hotel. They haven't named it yet, but um, they're going to I reimagine. It's just be called Pixar Pier. Yeah, I mean, just given that given that Pixar Pier right is there over now in the Disney California Adventure Park. Um, yeah. But they uh, are going to weave, they're going to weave the artistry of Pixar into its comfortable contemporary setting. Guests will gain a new perspective on some of their favorite Pixar worlds and characters through carefully curated artwork and decor that reveals the creative journey of the artists who helped bring these stories to life. Now, Mark, have you seen pictures of that uh, hotel at Disneyland Paris that they've turned into, they call it the Art of Marvel? It's, it's, it's Hotel New uh, York. I th- Art of Marvel, I think is the name of the, uh, is the, like the full name of the hotel now. It looks amazing. What they I think t- I have. I just what they did, Mark, is uh, Walt Disney Imagineering worked with a bunch of artists at Marvel, or they commissioned a bunch of art, and they just the the hotel is just filled with with art of of from the Marvel comics, you know, like original art, and yeah. and I think that's what this is going to be. So it's not so much like it's just going to be pictures of the characters or whatever, but like what they have. Uh, in the con- in, in, on the Disney Parks blog, is uh, in the lobby like a series of of, of 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 impressionistic mobiles from different Pixar films, and I'm, and that's what I'm just kind of picturing that they're going to have is just a lot of fantastic 
art that's Pixar theme, but not necessarily like so. There's like a picture of Mike and Sully. You know what I mean? It's going to be right, like uh, kind of amped up and really artistic. So uh, anyway, I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's a great. I think that's a great idea. Again, it fits the Pixar pier theme from across the street, and and you know, the more Pixar, the better. As far as far as I'm concerned, uh, yeah, I rem- I remember when uh, like Pixar F- Pier first like you know debuted, I I was like, well, it seems like it shouldn't take too much longer until they retheme Paradise Pier Hotel to Pixar Pier, and I said that back in 2018. See, Mark, and with how long like yeah, with like announcements <laughs> like this take to like you know come to fruition, I'm I'm sure. They had already, you know, started developing yeah. back the last, but because uh, I mean, it only makes sense. Like, because if, if you retheme Paradise Pier to be Pixar Pier, it it then seems kind of weird to have a hotel that was connected to that. This is almost like the the last of that original uh, California Adventure, like original theming from the original original version. Yeah of California Adventure. Yeah. This is like basically the last bit of it. The last going. vestige. Well, I mean, you know, there's a... still there's still some of the stuff in the park, you know, like uh, like the Grizzly River Run and yeah, whatnot, and like that's... the Zephyr. But as far as like really like like tangential things, I guess. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for this. I I love, you know, you know that I love Pixar. Uh, you and me I've both. stayed in the I've stayed in Paradise Pier Hotel uh, at least two times within my life. Uh, once back in 2002, I went. I went to Disneyland for the first time. Oh, nice! And then when we brought my son to Disneyland for the very first time when he turned 10, uh, we decided to stay in that hotel for like you know that night that he was turning 10. And what was kind of cool, uh, and I still remember just because it was awesome that I did this, was that they gave us a free upgrade to our room so that it was a park facing room nice. so we it, it was like this awesome view that you could see the it was i don't remember how many uh uh wrote or not ropes, what but level? how many yeah what level we were on but it was a great you could see like world of color see like all this stuff going on which was kind of nice uh especially because he ended up not feeling well that night so he had to go back to the hotel early but he was still able to watch oh nice World yeah. of color and you could hear and you could hear it from, from the there, room so. yeah uh, very cool yeah. and it was, it was awesome to do that so uh well eventually i have to to go to pixar pure hotel which i'm assuming is what it'll be called eventually yeah once it once it opens and it'll, and then there uh it's not as much animation theme but connected to this hotel is that they're also building like a a walkway from the hotel yeah that's gonna allow people to enter straight into the park much you know much in the same way that you have. can from like disneyland or yeah or like the grand california yeah well they used to have that uh you could cross kind of you know cross the street and enter over it's like by where uh goofy's sky school coaster is yeah yeah and so i think that's where this current one is going to be too or very close to it so i'm glad that they're reinstituting that that's gonna that's a nice perk for you know for being for staying in that hotel i think and if people are uh, curious to hear more like about like uh, this hotel and 
the Disneyland Hotel, there's actually a great episode of that Disney Plus series, Beyond the Attraction, uh, where they cover the, the two hotels over there at, at Disneyland. So definitely suggest checking out that episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, on Disney Plus, right? That's good, good, uh, yeah, good stuff. So, also speaking of Disneyland, so and and continuing with the Pixar theme, uh, Disney's show starting to show uh, sneak peeks of their upcoming movies again in the parks. So that's just another happy kind of return to normal thing. And uh, so I think it's open right now. Uh, they're showing sneak peeks of uh, sneak peek of Lightyear. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, at Disneyland, it's in the, uh, well, I call it the Captain EO Theater. Um, I think that's where it is it, it happening in Disneyland, oh, yeah. in uh, Tomorrowland. And then in uh, Walt Disney World, it's in the uh, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios Park in the Walt Disney Presents uh, attraction, walkthrough attraction. So anyway... Lucky you all if you're in the Disney, at Disney Park over the next few weeks. Make sure to check out the Buzz Lightyear, or excuse me, the Lightyear sneak peek before the movie opens up in theaters on June 17th. Nice. And then, so that's going to do it for our, our, like our main news topics this week. Uh, but seg- or segueing from there into our uh, movie trailers section this week, we have a, f- uh, a, cu- a few. Uh, the first one, uh, we kind of made a joke about this earlier, but with the DC animated films, seem to always be about Batman. But occasionally, I know our <laughs> yeah, I know, I know our buddy uh, Ralph uh, Apple has been on uh, episodes of Animation Fascination in the past. Will so definitely be happy about this because he's a huge Green Lantern fan, uh, to to put it mildly. But they are releasing a new feature called Green Lantern Beware My Power, which is going to be centered on uh, recently discharged Marine sniper John Stewart is at a crossroads in his life, one which is only complicated by receiving an extraterrestrial ring, which grants him the powers of the Green Lantern of Earth. Unfortunately, the ring doesn't come with instructions, but it does come with baggage, like a horde of interplanetary killers bent on eliminating every Green Lantern in the universe. Now with the aid of the light-hearted Green Arrow, Adam Strange, and Hawkgirl, the reluctant soldier must journey into the heart of a galactic ran Thanagar war and somehow succeed where all the other Green Lanterns have failed. So the animation in this uh, this trailer looks... I mean, it's, it's very similar in design to the other uh, features that they, they've done uh, most recently with the DC Animated Universe. Uh because they, they kind of rebooted it a little while ago. They've been doing like these spines to them that have like this interlocking art, which is supposed to be part of like the same uh, continuity storyline that they're doing yeah. right now. And this is kind of cool too that they're uh, centering the the storyline on this to the John Stewart Green Lantern rather than Hal Jordan again. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely interested to to check this out. I'm always curious to like what how they choose which of their their films are going to be released on a just a blu-ray and then which ones are going to be released on 4k as well too because it doesn't seem to be like any kind of rhyme or reason yeah to it like because i i have a bunch of of the dc animated films and 
they're all just randomly either on 4K or Blu-ray. So, and if it's if it's available on 4K, I'll usually get that one. But a lot of these are only Blu-ray. Like the the Constantine one I talked about earlier, that's only on Blu-ray. But like other ones that Constantine has uh, shown up in, uh, those have been on 4K. So. I, can't, I'm I, conf- no I get confused by that, too. I don't know how they made those decisions. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's above our pay grade. I know. If somebody could tell us, but, that'd be great. <laughs> but are did you get a chance to watch this trailer at all? I did. Yeah, and, you know, it looked like just like a solid DC Universe story. Uh, and that yeah. hopefully, you know, the DC fans are, are, are going to enjoy it. You know, that was, my, that, was my, that was my take. You know, I'm not a... I, I hate to profess ignorance, but I do. I just, I'm just not a big. I don't know that much about Green Lantern, so. But I, you know, of course, recognize some of these other characters, and and it looks like it's going to be, you know, pretty cool. What do you, what do you think about it? How did it look to you? I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see them covering other stories other than just like a another variation take on a different. Uh, Batman story and Batman's not even in this one. It looks yeah. like, as far as we can tell from, we got uh, Green Lantern or Green Arrow would be the closest uh, uh, kind of substitute to Batman in that he's another vigilante without powers that's a billionaire uh, outside of being the superhero. Uh, but that's kind of where their like similarities end at that point. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I like the animation style. I I'm usually a fan of like all these DC animated films, so I will definitely check it out when it comes out. Uh, but the the next film that we're gonna be talking about, I will let you. Yeah. So, Mark, you forwarded uh, you know a link to this to me the day that it debuted, and then also I've seen it on YouTube. But uh, Skydance Animations uh, film called Luck is is uh they've announced their official release date it's august 5th and they've got a teaser trailer for it um after you sent the link to mark because it's not on youtube uh i saw it on i think as both a youtube ad and then they were pimping on apple tv plus (laughs) because that's where they're going to be showing it uh is is uh because apple is apple will be distributing this film on on apple tv plus uh, but it was cool to get a to get a look at it to see what you know what what the animation style is going to be. They they don't really give much away. We it's it's being narrated by a, a black cat, which as we know is kind of a harbinger of bad luck. But they talk about yeah. there's this world of of um, I guess it's this this land of luck, and and uh, they are responsible for both good luck. And bad and bad luck, and it sounds like there's a character, uh, uh, kind of a young woman by the name of Sam Greenfield, who who uh, finds herself in this land of luck, and she must unite with the magical creatures there to turn her luck around. So, as we also know, um, John Lasseter is running uh, Skydance Animation, and so this will be his his first film that you know that as producer there or as, as executive producer and th- so i think that that has me very interested i think many animation fans are are are, are, are very interested in this 
in this film just for that reason alone, you know, like when he's John Lasker and they're talking yeah. to the press is, you know, what's, what's, what's going to happen with all of that. But anyway, what's your, what's your take on this, Mark? What did you think of the trailer and what do you think of this movie? I'm, I'm curious about it. Like the animation looks pretty good. Uh, some of it is kind of interesting though, too, cause it, it's, it feels almost like if you blended, uh, cause like the hub that you see, like the, uh, I guess his name is Bob the cat that's uh, walking around in like this this uh like department of luck yeah and he's voiced uh, by simon Pegg, if i'm not mistaken too i didn't mention that oh was he yeah i think so yeah i thought it sounded familiar yeah. uh i noticed the comments are turned off on this on youtube too which is interesting um but <laughs> it's interesting uh wow yeah yeah uh, but like the like this Department of Luck, it kind of reminds me like in design wise to kind of like the uh, like the hub in uh, the Wreck It Ralph film. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, sort of similar to that, and then uh, kind of like if you blended that with like the scare floor of uh, Monsters Inc. So uh, I also yeah. thought it had a bit of a, you know I mean dare I say a DreamWorks style to it as well yeah like some of the like you see some pigs in the background and like they almost look like exactly like the same character designs as the like the pig characters in uh sing yeah oh you see i also throw some illumination in there too right <laughs> yeah which i mean i know there's not too many different ways to like design animated a, a yeah pig, design but, animated pig but yeah they look very similar to that but I mean, I'm curious for this. I'll check it out definitely. It'll be a because I mean we have Apple TV Plus. Yeah, gotta have that for, for Ted Lasso. So I mean, I know, <laughs> right? Um, but you. yeah, I'll check it out and uh, I'll now that you said that Simon Pegg is in it, I'll watch it just for that because I'm I'm a big Simon Pegg fan. Uh, tangentially, I know you and I both probably checked out that new Mission Impossible trailer that came out yeah. today too. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that for a year from now. Oh, uh, absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this because it, it looks it looks like pretty well done. Um, but I don't. We'll see what happens with it, I guess. Well, and you know, we know John Lasseter knows how to make an animated film. I mean, there's no question about that. And so, yeah, I'm sure this will be bearing his stamp, and. You know, he gets in here. He gets another shot to uh, make some movies, and, and 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 we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And speaking of stuff that he put uh, a stamp on, uh, he was still around Walt Disney Animation Studios when they developed the Big Hero Six yeah. uh, feature film. Uh, and I, rem- I remember back in the day, uh, like many years ago, uh, we we did like you did a whole like oh my gosh that was uh, so much fun article yeah you you bought all the the big hero six comics and then you sent them to me and i i read them and i sent them back to you and they got lost in the mail hey no worries but still (laughs) that was that was so fun to follow that movie you know the 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 making of that movie and then for it to turn out so well and for it to win best you know the academy award for best best animated film all that stuff you know happy memories yeah, and I, I know we were both big fans of Big Hero Six. Uh, now they've had they've had uh, like the two D animated series on that was on Disney XD, and then yeah, uh, and it had some of the the same voice actors from the film in it. Now 
I actually didn't check with this, but I believe uh, Baymax is voiced uh, by Scott Adler still uh, for this new Disney Plus Baymax series. Uh, and they announced this back a couple of years ago at the at that like that shareholders meeting where they they announced like or Scott adds it sorry I don't know why yeah Scott, no, Adler. I, Scott adds it I, um, know what, I knew what you meant <laughs> who you meant <laughs> but yeah uh, he's he's coming back as Baymax for this series um, I don't know if it's just that Ryan Potter's voice has changed or if if it is a different it's a different actor because. Okay. I don't different. know. I, I I don't know either. So Hero is back in it, and then Aunt. Um, oh no, her name just left me. Aunt Cass. Oh, Cass. Uh, that definitely is my Rudolph, Rudolph that, right? That's, that, so. Uh, yeah, that sounds like her. The, but this series is basically following. Uh, now, it, they didn't really say like in the long line too, like where this is meant to take place. Like, is this during? during like the events of big hero six is this yeah. supposed to be after because i mean they kind of at the end of like spoiler alert to the movie big hero six that came out many years ago now but at the end of that we're like we we thought that like baymax sacrificed himself but then there's this possibility that he's coming back here at the end yeah uh so this this either takes place uh like you know kind of like as an in-between quill during the events of Big Hero Six, or this is like that new, uh, up like upgraded Baymax that comes back after the events of that yeah. film. So, and if if anybody's played Kingdom Kingdom Hearts three, there's a, there's a, a different uh, kind of multiverse storyline for what happens to the that original Baymax that gets pulled into like that dark dimension from the movie too so uh, anyone's interested in that yeah. yeah check that out so um mark one oh, i don't yeah it, go ahead no please after you yeah it only it only lists maya rudolph and scott adds it as the, the as, two actors okay. uh, returning for this so it doesn't look like uh, ryan potter is returning uh but don hall the is the creator is uh who did the, the film is um returning for this it looks oh like. cool okay one of the things i find really interesting about this project too is that this this is I if I'm not mistaken this is the first Disney Plus series animated series that's coming from Walt Disney Animation Studios you know so the studio that creates within Disney that creates the feature animated feature length films yeah. rather than through like another division that you know previously I think well I think they still have this Disney television animation. Uh, yeah, or like Dis- Disney. It doesn't exist anymore. But Disney, like Disney Toon Toon. Studio. Thank the maker that that thing's gone. You know how much I hated Disney Toon Studio. Sorry, no offense, but oh my gosh. Um, but so I, I, my hope is that because it's coming from all Disney Animation Studios, that the quality is going to be good. You know that hopefully yeah. the animation looks good. I'm excited. I hope the storytelling is going to match, and. Uh, this is the same group that's also creating that uh, Tiana show, you know, based on the Princess and the Frog characters. Yeah, and Zootopia Plus. And yeah, right. And uh, Moana. So, good stuff. You know, I mean, again, it's produced from from Walt Disney Animation Studios. So, my, you know, fingers crossed that, that uh, this is going to be some high-quality entertainment on Disney Plus. I'm excited for it. Yeah. 
and, and not to, to to naysay Disney tune too much, but they di- they did bring us a Goofy movie. So I know there's that. There's that. We'll give him that. And I right. know some people like that third Aladdin movie, The King of Thieves. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they got Robin Williams back, but I really don't like that movie. But you know, no one asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> But I kind of I kind of like how like the the framing of the show where it's like it's like the episodic versions of it is that it's just like each episode is kind of like Baymax uh, helping somebody out with like a physical uh, pain or issue that they're having and ends up uh, helping them on a much deeper emotional level by the by the end of each episode. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. So, yeah, so I think that's that's cool, and I mean there's more of the same like kind of hijinks that we saw Baymax get into like within the film like with cats messing up his inflatable uh, texture oh and right yeah pumpkin holes in them with their claws this, and stuff yeah this one shot at the end of the the trailer where he's like everything will be fine and it's not meant to be, like it's He's not meaning it to be creepy, but the way that it's like <laughs> yeah. said, it's 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 like very like hell. Yeah, uh, nine thousand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Making, but yeah, I, I'm excited for that. Uh, and did you have any like kind of last things to say about Baymax? No, other than I, you know, I'm excited. I think it's is it the end of June or something like June twenty something? Yeah, June twenty ninth. Okay, it starts Great. The streaming. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, going from there, just to quickly give you guys our recommendations for the week, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about Lightyear already, uh, but my recommendation this week is like a two and a half minute uh, special look at the film. Uh, I have, I'll have a link to this in the show notes, but it's it's kind of just like a like a little bit more in depth uh, kind of featurette, uh, going a little bit more into like the story for the film. Uh, some of the characters uh there's a little bit more with the like the scenes in there and a little bit more explanation of some things going on in here uh so i would highly recommend that if you're uh, curious about the new buzz lightyear film with chris evans uh definitely check that out um it's i'm i'm very excited for this movie uh but from there i'll give it to yeah, you so for, uh, for your recommendation, my recommendation is is the Disney sketchbook series that's currently on Disney Plus. If I'm not mistaken, there are six episodes. It's it's a it's 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 a documentary slash kind of instructional series where they work with six different. Each episode is I think under thirty minutes, and they they have an interview with a, with the different with six different Disney artists. Uh, from Walt Disney Animation Studios, and they and and they each have a specific character that they that they draw. Like one of them draws Mirabelle from Encanto. Uh, Eric Goldberg, you know the classic hand drawn animator, he's there uh, animating the genie and talking about the history of Aladdin and and uh, and just Disney animation generally. Anyway, so so cool. So you. you you get to learn how to draw an iconic Disney character and also get a really cool story from each one of these artists that talks about how they became an animator or, you know, how they came to work for Disney and, 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 and what inspires them and what drives them. And it's, 
is very elegantly filmed. It's 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 a terrific, it's a terrific show. Uh, I love I, I loved. It. I think I've been I binge watched all six. You know, one night I just stayed up because nice. everyone was just so good. You know, I like couldn't I couldn't stop watching. Um, yeah, I haven't watched I haven't watched it yet. It's on oh my my queue to watch. I, I definitely want to watch it. Um, just because, like, I, I know with the kind of stuff that we're interested in, it'll definitely. Something I think that you'll enjoy I it. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. It's and it, it's good because it's it's bringing uh, Disney animation back into like two D, hand drawn right. animation. So you know, two D animation I mean, is not dead yeah. at Disney, and that's what's so cool. And they're just you know really kind of being quiet about it, but. I yeah. think we're going to get some 2D animation from Disney in the not so distant future, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, technically, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie is technically releasing from Disney, and it's a hand-drawn animated film. But that's from the the Fox yeah, acquisition. But but tech, if we're being technical about it, I guess that would be yeah. the first quote-unquote Disney hand-drawn animated film since Winnie the Pooh. Right. Right. But yeah, guys, so we're going to take a break really quick while we play the trailer for the new Disney original film, Rescue Rangers, or sorry, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Uh, But after you hear this trailer, we'll be back in a moment to let you guys know our thoughts on the movie. Landline, I don't like that. You're still mad about Rescue Rangers getting canceled, but I just got a call from the police, and I need your help. I searched the perimeter. No clues. Why would there be six missing tunes in a month and not one clue? Oh, no! Chip! Dale, you look different. It's no secret I had the CGI surgery. What's been up with you? You know, this, that, other vague things to fill the space of this conversation. Cool! All right, and so that was the the trailer that Disney released for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I myself watched this on uh, Friday evening with my wife and son. When did you get a, a Saturday? To watch this I got to watch it on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Now, did you get to, did you get to watch it in one sitting? Because I, I know some people that have been uh, kind of watching it over like spread out just because of like how how their life I is. got so to watch it in one sitting and then I ended up watching it again the following oh, day because <laughs> I liked it so much <laughs> yeah yeah and I I really enjoyed it too so I guess not to bury the lead we'll we'll kind of basically give our our overview thought right here at the top in that, so you said you really enjoyed it. Uh, out of uh, five, out of five acorns, how many acorns would you? Four. Give? Okay. Yeah, I think I would give it about four and a half acorns, maybe maybe five acorns, because I I texted, I think you were like right after I watched and told you that I really yes, enjoyed it. Yes, I was I was so happy oh. to hear that, and then I just I had stuff going on Friday night, and I otherwise I I would have watched it then, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like I'm still trying to decide if I like this movie more or if I like the unbearable weight of massive talent more because like right now the unbearable weight of massive talent is my favorite movie of the year. Oh, nice, yeah. But it it could kind of flip flop between that and this. And what I didn't expect is like 
what I've seen, like, kind of as, like, the discourse online for this movie after watching it is, like, actually, like, how kind of, um, it seems to be, like, quite polarizing between different, like, Disney fans, like, uh, like, different people that are, like, super purist about, like, the different characters, uh, and I guess we should say spoilers. Spoilers, here, yeah, like, we're gonna be talking spoilers. Yeah, like, how, how certain characters are used in the film. So like I've I've seen like certain people they didn't really like uh like I guess how uh, sweet Pete uh, <laughs> Peter Pan was was portrayed in the, the film but like uh, what did you think about uh Peter Pan and how how they used him well, in the movie? I, you know, I thought it was hilarious. Uh yeah. so for me I mean, when I found out who the creative team was involved with this project, you know, however many months ago when we learned about it, that it was basically the, you know, the guys from the Lonely Island. <laughs> so that's, you know, the director is, and and I think I think he was gets a writing credit to think, but it's Akiva Schaefer. But you know, he yeah. he did um, pop star never stop, <laughs> never stopping. You know, with Andy Samberg. Yeah. Um, anyway. And hot rod. And hot rod, yeah. And so, I mean, I was just, I was wondering how, I knew it was going to have that kind of humor. I mean, at least I was hoping it would. And I was wondering yeah. how far the Disney was going to let them go with it. And I think for the most part, I just kept saying to myself, I can't believe they let them do that. But I, but, but I, but I, but I loved it. You know what I mean? I, but I can see yeah. how some purists, it's not going to be, I don't think this film is going to be for every, every, you know, everybody's taste. It's not necessarily for wide, a wide, wide, wide audience. You know, I think it's going to be more yeah. for probably people within either a certain age range, or within a certain comedy sensibility. It's not going to be for. I don't think it's going to be for purists because they're going to be really offended. I think about <laughs> what they do to some of their beloved characters. You know. Yeah, I was going to say like, and then even from there would be maybe even be uh, uh, subjected even a little bit further between like how hardcore of uh, you're attached to certain aspects of certain characters uh, and how much you're willing to kind of uh, like parody and um, play with uh, like the, the different stylized ideas of those characters. <laughs> Mark, when they kidnap Flounder. <laughs> oh yeah. Can you find out what his fate is? I mean, at first, I was like, kind of, again, I was just kind of thinking, I can't believe they're doing that. But then I just thought, no, this is really funny, even though it's, you yeah. know, it's sick and wrong. But uh, but it, you know, it made me laugh. Yeah, I thought I thought it was funny, and it 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 makes you look at the like the dollar bin uh, like DVD Blu-rays that you'll see like at like Big Lots <laughs> or like Dollar General in a, in a different way now. Like, I got. I, I worked at Blockbuster for seven and a half yeah. years, so like I would see, like all of these um, bootleg like, knockoff, <laughs> Not knockoff yeah. titles. Like I remember there was, there was one that was called like Brave Girl or something like that, and as you can suspect, it had a like a a redhead <laughs> Scottish yeah um, uh, princess on the front with like a bow and arrow. And it, it wasn't a bear in that it was like it was like a different animal, but like you know what they were doing. It's it's a, it's like that that company Asylum uh, Entertainment yes. that does that with with like all the all knock the knockoffs. I'm, 
those things were like the bane of my existence when I worked there because the people that were like uninformed kind of like general audience yeah. people would always just assume that 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 was the movie that just came out in theaters. And I was no. like, nope that that's that's a different movie they're trying to they're trick tricking you. you. <laughs> exactly. But uh, like the the movie when it starts off is already pretty cool with like what they do with uh, like the opening. Uh, Disney Castle logo, yeah, where it gets shot with basically like the, like the bootlegging laser, which, uh, the the only thing there is I th- I can see like a missed opportunity with making the bootleg laser looking like the shrink ray from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> um, that could have been cool, That'd and be we know it exists too because if you guys wa- if anybody watched uh, the 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 yeah. pop culture show yeah. that they did which was a cool uh, show i love that show too yeah i, I hope they do a, a i hope they do another that, season of that as well tangent, good stuff but yeah the, the castle gets struck by that and it turns into like bits of like the the cinderella castle gets altered to be pieces of the sultan's palace from aladdin elsa's ice, ice castle, castle. <laughs> king, king triton's palace and then uh and then I believe like the last little bit of it's like Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty, but it's like done in like the hand drawn, yeah. uh, kind of. And there's like, like you said, there's so many, th- like I mean, the movie is not just uh, references left and right. It does actually have no, a storyline. No, well, it has to a storyline, and they all kind of play a part in it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a smart uh, use of like you know placing flounder in there and whatnot so like we get flounder in there he's you know he's got a fork and he calls it you know what you'd assume he'd call a fork yeah the uh, dingle hopper yeah dingle hopper he's like it's a genuine dingle hopper <laughs> um and flounder is uh voiced by uh rachel bloom uh who's done many things but she had the the cw series uh, crazy ex-girlfriend oh uh, yeah uh, i remember the like the cops that show up there too are uh winchell and duncan from the the record Ralph, Ralph films. films. Now you probably noticed this too, uh, like when uh, J.K. Simmons' Captain Putty shows up, uh, or was it Captain? Or no? Or what? Oh, it was later on uh, when you see uh, like Sweet Pete's like torture bag of yes. stuff. Yes. In there with the eraser, I noticed the uh, like the canister or like the bottle of dip. And I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. A nice little reference just, to... To Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Little, just little things in practically every shot. And I was yeah. thinking that initially that might be, prove itself to be distracting. But I just found it just to be endlessly clever. So I didn't, you know, I didn't have any problems with what, with what they, what they did. What I think was most amazing to me mark was just all the different ip that they let in this thing uh yeah this is kind of like a spiritual successor like in that way to who framed roger Roger rabbit Rabbit, who roger rabbit also in this movie (laughs) doing the roger rabbit you're dancing yeah (laughs) and like the the way that they do some of like these things in here too is uh, like even like the product placement within the movie, like they have mm-hmm. like frozen food, and like there's like Tyson Looney Tunes chicken that's got like foghorn leghorn yes. on it, and there's a uh, Ice Age ice cream. <laughs> um, so and, and there's 
some of the stuff like it, you can barely notice it in the background, but there's like a shot of like Dobby on a, like a Gucci ad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just goes uh, on and on and on. The thing I loved the most because uh, we had uh, Seth Rogen in here as the um, as like the Bob the Warrior Viking. <laughs> and when he's he's like running after uh, Chippendale later in the film at like the convention center. He runs into the um, the photorealistic because uh, I, I refuse to call it movie live action because it's, it's all animated. Yeah, uh, the photorealistic Pumbaa, uh, <laughs> Mantis, and Bob, uh, the other Bob. Uh, basically, so, so it's it's like Seth Rogen in the Multiverse of Madness. So and all of like like these other animated Seth it's Rogen characters so funny. that he voiced. Are all laughing yeah. at Bob the Warrior Viking, and and I love to the whole joke about um, all of these like uh, like the like the Bob the the Warrior Viking characters all living in the valley. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that that was nice. funny. Yeah, and and also regarding Bob the Warrior Viking, I love it. He was made to be one of those. Like Polar Express characters, and I love that they comment on it because oh yeah, yeah, the, the Polar I, Express. I guess, sorry to be so negative, but I hate that movie so much because I hate that motion capture. I just think they look just like zombies, and uh, so anyway, they, I just love that they joked about that and then they captured it you know, for, for Bob, yeah. the, Bob the Warrior Viking. <laughs> no. Like the the talk on the story of of the movie, I liked how they how they kind of framed it with uh, Chippendale meeting like in the was it like the early yeah 80s? In the early eighties in uh, elementary school. No, I didn't think about it until like afterwards. But I guess like the only thing that's kind of a bummer about that is that that kind of I guess ignores that Chippendale existed that Chippendale. As, <laughs> as characters. Yeah, be like before. Yeah. Like in the forties, <laughs> beyond. Yeah, so I, I guess, I don't. Know, I can I can see some people's point in that, like with like that not being touched upon. But they do pay homage to that in a bit of the movie, like when the two of them are bickering at one point in the movie. It starts going to that like into that voice, like, uh, those, yeah, yeah, sped up voice, yeah, and like they kind of even explain like how Chippendale had different voices on. Uh, the series because it when they're doing like scenes for the show it's it's actually Chippendale's like, yeah. voice from the series and not John Mulaney and, and Andy Samberg as it is for for most of the movie. Yeah, I I thought that was an interesting choice too because I I thought of that too, Mark. Like, well, what about all this other you know these other decades of Chippendale cartoons? But I also right. just figure, you know, this is just a fun this is just a fun romp. And it's not necessarily yeah. like canon. I mean, it's just kind of its own thing. I, yeah, it's it's a world in all like where cartoons yeah. exist, like and with the real the um, you know when Dale gets his CG upgrade too. I mean, hilarious. Oh, yes. You got the CG surgery. Yeah. I love that. How how they you know Chip stayed two D and. <laughs> Dale is 3D. Anyway. Yeah, I remember when the poster first came out, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It looks like... like Yeah, like, I noticed uh, that too. Dale is CG and 
trip his hand around. I was like, oh, I wonder if that'll be a thing in the movie. Uh, but now, and I learned this years ago is a good a good tip for for anybody that ever has any uh, issue deciphering who's Chip and who's Dale. Uh, Chip is the one that has the the chocolate chip covered or colored nose. So that's how you remember that he's yeah. Chip and then Dale's the other yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I but exactly. Now, like what were what were some of your your favorite uh like story elements that happened within this? Well, one of my favorite things is when when they meet up with Ugly Sonic as they're calling him and oh, they yes. rip on it's that first iteration, you know, of CG Sonic that the with human teeth. the fans just went crazy over, you know, and not with joy, right? And that Paramount had the smarts to go in and change it, you know, and improve it. But yeah, with human teeth and and I just love how they call him ugly, ugly Sonic. Oh yeah, and he and he, you know, he comes in. He's in the movie for a couple scenes at least, I think. Um, that so I like that the sweet Pete thing as we talked as you know as you as we talked earlier absolutely cracked me up I thought that was I thought that was really funny but legit you know in in, in this world that they that they've created you know and it's the same thing it's almost like kind of ripping on what happens to a child star you know yeah. uh, how how they're cute as a child but when they start to get facial hair and start you know their voice changes and they start you know they they change uh they can't get a job you know and uh uh anyway i thought that that i thought that that worked i also was i thought it was hilarious and and fantastic that eric bannon was the voice of monterey jack (laughs) it makes sense he's an aussie yeah he did a great job he did a great job he was hilarious uh, and, and David Hayward as uh, as Zipper. <laughs> that was hilarious too. And the Zipper and Gadget hooked up. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, it was sick but hilarious. You know, I mean, again, it just yeah, it like just how there was like a prolonged joke about that too, where he's or like uh, 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 Chip is like, oh look, this this one has ga- Gadget's eyes and and Zippers. Uh, really long. Wings. Yeah, exactly. Cute. So cute. It was just hideous, you know. Um, and then I just really loved. I thought you know Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. There, they, you know, as it was written, had such great, a great repartee together. I thought that that uh, that those characters worked really well. They were very funny. Uh, How about you? Yeah, I, yeah, I I love Andy Samberg and like the Lonely Island. So, uh, like when I had first heard about this movie, I was like, "Oh, this movie sounds like it's made for me." Cause yeah, because uh, I love Trippendale Rescue Rangers when I was growing up. Uh, I mean, you and I back in episode forty of this podcast, we did an episode about the Disney Afternoon. I'll link. I linked that in the show oh, notes nice. too. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to that. Um, we talked all about like, you know, the original animated series yeah. in that. And so I liked that there's also, there's also like a call to like that, like the, the whole, like making a joke about like rap, like how they have like in the, the CG, uh, like hybrid movies, like how they have, like the character has to rap and like, 
and Tripp's like all upset about it. He's like, no, I'm not rapping. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then like, he's like rap. Then when the, yeah, when they're when it's like that um, that remix version of the Disney <laughs> Afternoon theme, and and uh, and Dale's like, I, my name is Dale. I don't I eat don't well. well. Why would you say that I? Why would you say that I eat well? I would never eat well. Absolutely not eat well. It's kind of hard to rhyme anything else with Dell once you said well. And then, and then when Trip goes into it, and he, and then he's like, "My name is Trip, and I also don't eat well." <laughs> I mean, it was so Lonely Island, you know. Yeah, the, I think that was. I liked some of that meta commentary too, where like near like the end of the film, where they're talking about, there's like, and yeah, and then we'll like just end the movie with, uh, with the the theme song, and everyone wants to hear the original, but it'll it'll be some, some like you know, like, like uh, down, downbeat, new version of it, even though everybody wants to hear that original version, <laughs> and then and then it starts playing the the post Malone version of the. The Rescue Rangers theme song. Then we got the the tag scene with a uh, Darkwing Duck, <laughs> and I guess to kind of like to wrap up like some of the stuff in here. I, I one of the things I really liked was uh, when it's going through like when they're both on the um, the like in Sweet Pete's machine to get restylized. We see like a quick cut of like these different versions of them. And there's like a like a oh my gosh kind of like a Family that. Guy like Seth MacFarlane's version Ren, of Chip and Ren Dale and Stimpy and Simpsons I wasn't yeah, there like, <laughs> yeah oh yeah like the Kawaii Japanese anime version <laughs> yeah, of them the there, there's a the 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 Rick and Morty versions of them I thought was oh funny. yeah yeah and then the, yeah like the Simpsons and then there's like these uh, Riverdale slash like Rugrats all grown up version. <laughs> And then, oh, and then there's like the the superhero version where it looked like yeah. uh, like a uh, Chip was uh, Batman and Dell was Deadpool. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I think uh, overall, I like I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, I would I would like to watch it again to see if just just to see other stuff I might have missed, and just because I overall like enjoyed the, the story of this movie a lot, and I thought it was really funny. I was laughing. My son. Who wasn't alive, like you know, when right during a lot of the those, show was yeah. on, still really enjoyed it, and so like it, it shows that like you don't necessarily need to have been around when this first, like when the Chippendale Rescue Rangers was on to enjoy the movie. Yeah. So, I I think it it can be enjoyed by people that haven't seen Chippendale before, people that have. Uh, and then it's just fun to like watch and and see kind of like all these like different uh, characters and like these different settings. And it's it's a nice, like we said, nice spiritual successor to uh, the kind of idea that first originated with the uh, Who Framed yes. Roger Rabbit back in the late '80s. Yeah, I agree. And I seriously, Mark, I can't believe as. I still can't believe that Disney let, let them make this movie, and and I'm so happy that they did because it's 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 so it's just endlessly clever and incredibly yeah. irreverent. But 
I think it's irreverent, but it you know, but it works. You know, I mean, it doesn't come across as to me. It didn't come come across as offensive at all. But I just kept laughing, you know, and and laughing. Yeah. Uh, so 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 yeah. clever. And so much so that like uh, I believe Akiva Schaefer uh, thanked each member of Disney's legal team for the movie <laughs> by name. Um, for being able to clear oh that just really quick yeah. like like some of this like this other random stuff that was in there too like you know like the batman versus et oh my gosh like movie that he's watching yeah. and i guess some some of it was like some of the characters were changed just enough to be considered parody yeah so that's how they got got away with like some of the stuff in there too like that but yeah i i overall would highly recommend this movie to uh, to anybody that hasn't watched it yet, and even if you haven't watched it yet, like like Stanford did, go yeah, watch, watch it, it again. again. Well, Mark, and one final note, uh, as you had 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 mentioned to me, uh, one character that got left out that they had wanted that they wanted to put in was Jar Jar Binks from Star Wars Episode oh, yeah. One, <laughs> and I guess that that's one thing that maybe the other Disney years, Lucasfilm people, whoever put the brakes on because. I think they just didn't want Jar Jar Binks to, you know, I mean, he's been the brunt of jokes for so many years. Um, didn't need to have yeah. one more. And also, best. Jar Jar Binks is kind of enjoying a bit of popularity in a way. And that I think that, you know, kids, people who are young, you know, with episode one, yeah. you know, revere, the kid, revere him instead of despise him, you know, like the older, older uh, viewers yeah. did. So. Yeah, that that could have been interesting, uh, but who, like, who knows how how they would have used him in the movie? I mean, it, it could have been like the same way that like Ugly Sonic got like this right. whole like like proper story in the movie. Too. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm sure like the only like I can see like like Jarger probably just being like at that convention that like that that Dal was at with. Uh, That's what I was thinking too. You know, just like, kind of like it just a. A passing, a yeah. passing gag, you know. Yeah, with like He-Man and Skeletor there too. Right, right. But yeah, so that's gonna do it, everybody, for our review of the Disney Plus original Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, my first and last name M A R C V I B B E R T, and you can find Stanford at his first and last name on Twitter, also at Stanford Clark. Uh, and then you can find the show on Facebook and Instagram uh, just by looking for Animation Fascination. We're on Twitter at Animated Podcast. And you can feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have Animation Fascination shirts. Uh, this is an audio-only episode, but Stanford's wearing his tonight. Yeah. Uh, you guys you guys can get your shirts there as well. Uh, I'll have a link for that in our show notes. Uh, and then our episodes are edited by Trent Vactor. Uh, but I'm Mark Vibbert for myself, Stanford Clark. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time.